Hello, everyone. My name is Ivor. My name is Mallory. And thank you so much for listening to This Is Fine. On this podcast, we explore and discuss experiences and insights from our lives and how they relate to mental health. To help foster conversations on how to move through life with more awareness, adaptability, and a little bit of humor. <laughs> yes, okay. that sounds great. Okay. Hello, Mallory. It's been a while. It's been a long while. Well, it's been a while since we recorded. Yes. Yes. Well, it's nice to be sitting here with you again. You too. It feels very um, comfortable. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the cats are about eating lunch. And so if anyone hears any sounds of wrestling or whatever, it's the cats living their life. <laughs> yeah. Yes, crunching on their food or mm, other living activities. Right. Before we start, I have a question. Yes. Do you believe in life after love? Because <laughs> I can feel something inside me say... <laughs> I really don't think I'm strong enough. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. Or would you rather go down in flames just like Jesse James? No, definitely not. <laughs> I hope some people got those references. I really do. If not, you'll date them. There we you go. Know, it'll, it'll, it'll date our audience members. Or it'll date me. Maybe. Or you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> However you want to look at it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm curious what's been going on. I mean, I know uh, it's not like we haven't seen each other um, in the months that have passed, but I wondered if you wanted to share what you've been exploring or noticing in your life. The biggest thing uh, when I changed my journaling style that has, I think, may have been a catalyst to writing more. How did you change your journaling I follow something by Ryan Holiday, who is a student of the Stoics, and he has something called the Daily Stoic Journal, and every day it gives you a prompt, and I just like write whatever, it doesn't give you a prompt, he gives you like a little lesson from the Stoics, and you can either choose to write about that or whatever it inspires, mm -hmm. but it's a nice little focus point. And then I see what evolves from there. And so the habit of sitting down and letting the thoughts organically flow from my mind through the pen is a sort of meditative experience. Mm. Then I do it every day. It's so weird how when I talk, they're rustling. <laughs> it's just <laughs> when we talk. <laughs> <laughs> so the writing every day has <laughs> then spurred me to continue writing or the idea is just really funny. The <laughs> UN. <laughs> yeah, so that uh, it's been pretty cool to experience something that feels unique in terms of the content that I haven't seen anywhere else. Because mm. with writing, I think it's important to write the kind of stuff that you want to read. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I love that. What about you? <clears throat> I know you always have a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes, I do. Gemini, 10th house, <laughs> like <laughs> lots of networks, uh, lots of activities. Um, that's true. That's always the case for me. But I've been focusing on my writing too. I'm doing, I'm working, I'm working through The Artist's Way by Julia mm. Cameron with uh, my friend Kate and... Uh, that's been really great because I'm also experimenting with uh, journaling in different ways and I'm back to working with one of the tools that I kind of stopped working with but that have been really powerful for me in the past which is affirmations and so a lot of my journals these days are filled with uh, just this, it's like this evolving growing list of affirmations. Mm. It's funny, I, w I read an excerpt from Ross Gay's The Book of Delights this morning. So I love yeah, that you brought up Delight. Because I've been reading it again, so, <clears throat> so continuing my reading. Great. And I, I kind of want to get back to that practice as well, having mm. a daily delight practice. I kind of have started doing that um, with this, what is this called? Like a five-minute diary or something mm. from, um, oh my gosh, uh, Linda Berry. So she's, an, she's a teacher and an illustrator and mm -hmm. she's written a number of books that are really creative um, and it's just filled with kind of activities she'll do with her art students. <clears throat> and um, one is like this five minute diary where at the end of the day, so I try to do my writing mostly in the morning, mm. but then at the end of the day, she takes a, a piece of like a page in the mm. journal and divides it in four <clears throat> kind of four sections it's did saw heard and a drawing so like seven to ten things you did seven to ten things you saw 
uh, something you heard, and then just a picture, a drawing of something. A lot of the artist way is kind of based on this idea that where we put our attention is really powerful. Oh yes. <clears throat> so I really uh, enjoy that. And for me, the writing, I also it's it's a very spiritual program as well. And so a lot of the the concepts uh, within the artist way are based on like creativity being this divine gift or this expression of divinity, <laughs> and that okay. and that when we create and when we write that we're interacting with that that, mm. that we're kind of opening ourselves to this gift that we as humans have it's also been a really great gift and it's allowing me to feel kind of more widely connected and excited about how creativity moves through me and how that connects me to other living beings mm. human and otherwise so and of course lots of things going on in my life mm. in all realms <laughs> and me when is also a lot of things going on in his life <laughs> where he's like i'm looking for something right now and I have to find it. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's just cats being cats. Mm, yes. All right. Well, yeah, that sounds pretty. I like the um, how creativity seems to be at the center of your experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I really like like free writing, and free mm. association, because I'm always those. really surprised by what comes up. <laughs> Mm. Like, oh, I didn't know that was in there. Um, what if, sorry, I'm just, just when you said free writing and yeah. what comes up, I sometimes when I, I find myself just writing random words, mm. sentences, just a random song lyric, just for no reason other than to put the pen in my hand and to put it down and just the act of like moving the pen, the scribbling feels so meditative and so natural mm. and so like, yeah, this is what you should be doing. Yeah. And I love it. I love that too. Someday mm. I want to show you this artistic method called visual medicine, mm. where it's a kind of painting, but not painting like we think about it. You basically cut, you wet watercolor paper, and then you sort of dip the paper in like kind of trays of, um, like you kind of scoop up, uh, acrylic paints and mm. let them kind of run across the wet surface and take forms and the um <clears throat> the creator of this method started to notice that like a lot of the shapes that would appear were things were kind of fractals like things we see in nature like the paint would naturally kind of create like the image that we see on a frozen pond when the ice cracks oh, or, okay. you know, our, our veins, veins and like things like that. Leaf or a tree or... Yeah, so in, it's in, in a similar way as kind of like uh, using art to connect with, with sort of this consciousness beyond or <clears throat> deeper consciousness. And you kind of make these paintings while mm. thinking, while just being really present and then like kind of bring questions to the paintings and see what what the images evoke, what answers you might find. Wow. Um, I've done it before. It was really cool. So the, when you said it. art and nature, sounds great because yeah. when you said all of that, <clears throat> the strongest image in my mind is seeing one of the rock paintings. Like I was like um, fortunate enough to live in a country where we do have rock paintings from like the past mm. and understanding that art is a representation of nature mm. because art is a representation <clears throat> of life and life is nature. Mm -hmm. So that's, stood out so powerfully to takes me back to childhood understanding that I actually had quite a magical childhood in terms of where I come from mm. like I remember this day that we traveled to um like in the north of Namibia and I stood on an asteroid so one of the biggest asteroids intact is in Namibia wow and I was like six or seven and I remember standing wow. on top of the asteroid and and obviously at the time I'm a child I don't understand the scope of that yeah and now as an adult going people don't have that experience mm -hmm. it, most people don't mm -hmm. so that's pretty I don't know it's pretty cool yeah <laughs> I love your stories about like yeah just the landscape of home they're mm. so in, really it's like really... interesting beautiful and like these weird edge lines like edges of different sorts of terrain yes the sand and the the ocean meeting the ocean and and then the complete like an asteroid like from and space an asteroid, yeah <laughs> and then really rock cool. paintings <laughs> mm. and tools from the past yeah it's amazing so. mm. it sounds like you're you're like expressing gratitude even like the like now as an adult you can experience gratitude for mm. that moment that you had that experience that you had which was somewhat rare yeah, yeah. So, very rare actually. very rare yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're right sure. so 
Yeah. So I think let's continue into our topic of Mm. what was my topic was enough. Yes. So as you know, we, so as we have stated, there's some time has passed. So listeners will notice it's been a few months since we recorded. And uh, I think one of the reasons for me was I started a new, a new teaching position. So obviously like the first month of that is always wild. And, but also uh, as well, initially I had said to you that I needed some time because I was sort of experiencing um, a mini existential crisis where I, I realized like, I, oh, I don't know what I believe exactly about mental health. You know, like my, my ideas about mental health are shifting. Mine too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, really interesting. I, I realized uh, shortly after that that's okay. Like it, that doesn't mean that we can't continue with the podcast. I think also the last podcast recorded you and I did a podcast about commitment Mm. in January and then you recorded an episode shortly after that Mm. called enough Mm. and uh, I didn't listen to that right away but then when I did listen to it um, and obviously we didn't really we didn't talk about that episode so I didn't know you were going to be recording it I didn't know either I just like just came out it just came out (laughs) yeah it, it felt like a very a very fiery transmission it was just a random Sunday I thought you know what and then I just <laughs> it made me think of the last year when when we did our mailing, our tarot mailing, the poem that I wrote for you. Uh, yes, now I, remember. I can't remember. I don't know if you remember the exact language, but there was something about. I remember that you got the. It was a swords card. Mm. There was a bird. It was a bird taking flight, and the the poem said something like, "Your words are not meant to, or your words are meant to." cut or something like that it was a, there was a thunderbolt and it was, was something about like how your your style of communication or the way way language wants to move through you is sort of cutting right it, it... <laughs> what do you want to say just yes <laughs> okay. that's all okay so as you know that's like not how i am yeah. um so it's i think it's one of the things that maybe i hope makes it enjoyable to listen to us talk together but i will admit that uh when i listened to the episode I I had a lot of very very strong reactions to it. Um, You're not the only one. <laughs> well, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you hear from other people? I asked other people about okay. it, and they were like, "What is, what feedback did you get?" Mostly that it was very harsh. Okay. Yeah. The gist of it is that it's very very direct and very harsh. You like basically saying you could have said it in a nicer way. Okay. Well, yeah. for me, it wasn't about it not being nice. Um, although, sure. I mean, there were lots of F-bombs dropped and I could I could sense there was some... Actually, as I listened, I wondered like, what triggered this? Because it felt like kind of a response to something maybe and that there was some, some anger at the core of it, which is okay. And I also don't think that you must be nice in your communication. Oh, well, I, I had questions about maybe what was at the root of the episode. So it, to summarize, I re-listened to it again this morning just so I could refresh my mm. memory. And... Essentially, you, the episode's short. I think it's like 20-something minutes. And you started by talking about how, um, which the the intro was very much in agreement with, or I shared the concern about how our, how our time and attention has been co-opted and is monetized by corporations. Right? I think maybe there was something to do with that. Yeah, at yes. the root of it came, yeah. <laughs> yes, and so one of the things, I, I ended up writing a lot of the things that you said down, kind of okay. as quotes, like, enough of giving away our attention. I still feel that way. I do too. Well, yeah. again, like I said, I've been working through the artist way, which is about, I mean, it's it's addressing similar issues just from a diff, with a different tone, certainly, and mm. a different focus, which is here's how attention it can be a miraculous thing. Mm. Like here's how when you give your attention to certain things, those things, that's, that is a blessing. That is a, an infusion of love that then results in things like healing and, um, you know, abundance and such. So I, I definitely agreed with the concerns, you know, that our, I think at one point you even said our attention is being colonized. So that intro, I really, I was with you there. Mm. Um, I think the episode took a turn and that you, some of what you said, you've said before, I think even on the podcast, yeah. definitely in our conversations uh, about, for example, that you have adopted the stoic mentality mm. uh, of 
being soft with others but hard on, on yourself, yourself. Yeah. which I still disagree with. But I think then the, yes, then the tone did become harsh. I would agree with that. Oh, yes. And I think like what you were talking about was like, uh, do you want to talk about the sort of the, the main portion of the episode and what you, if you have a good memory of what you talked about? I think I was just tired with justifying myself. I don't, I don't want to call it softness. But I would say the kind of softness that doesn't help you in the long run. Mm. I was tired of that going just five more minutes. Mm. Um, tired of the, yeah, but life is hard, so give yourself a break. Mm. I was tired of that self-talk because whenever I've felt that way, whenever I've yes sat down and rested, there's always been, a not always, but more than often, there has been a little bit of like, a regret that I could have tried harder. Mm. I, I do have the capacity to try harder. And so that is the push on myself. Um, mm. So that episode was basically a narrative of confusion, jungle of gibberish in my head <laughs> that just like came out that way. <laughs> and um, But at the time, I also felt that perhaps there's someone that needs to hear that. Mm, okay. it, it's definitely not for everyone. I think it's not for many. Mm. <laughs> it's for a few people who understand that type of motivation of get up and work. Yeah, well, I had a lot of thoughts. I actually went and looked at your natal chart this Ooh. morning. And I was like, oh, it was very interesting. We're very similar in age. Um, so we both have Saturn and Pluto in mm. Scorpio. That's a generational, like, well, Saturn isn't. Scor uh, Pluto in, in Scorpio, Scorpio is definitely a generational thing. But even for us, because we're that close in age, we have Saturn in the same sign. Okay. But they're in different houses. And so I bring these up only because like Saturn, we might... and. This is just a preface to say I really am still a, very much a beginner in with astrology. But mm. I, I, I realized as I listened, like there was so much that you were talking about that related to work and also sort of about like um, transformation, which felt to me very much like Saturn and Pluto's story. And Saturn, we associate with kind of time and work and you bring up time. Oof, I think yes. like that regret, you know, like there's something about what well, you said uh we don't you don't spend your time you use it up which we... i i also i also kind of had a prickly sort of reaction to that only because it, it did feel sort of like there might be some like a scarcity at mm. the root of that like this mm. sense that like time is scarce and so like do 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 like i think that we live with that's very real and we live with that fear perhaps that's a product of what life has done to my, to like the capitalism has done to me, like the way I've internalized it. Well, what I wanted to ask you is what, what you uh, identify as the work. Um, but I guess my, my final point about the two, these planetary things is that you have Saturn and Pluto in sixth house, which is the house we kind of, we associate or many people associate with work and <laughs> routine and mm. daily schedules, which is where you are the hardest on yourself. Oh, yes. You know, so it's like, oh, it makes sense that Ivor has Saturn there. Yeah. I have Saturn and Pluto in my third house, which is like sort of, well, neighborhood and daily kind of interactions and relationships, like our connectivity, but also the mind. And so it's like, I'm hardest on myself when it comes to like my self-talk, my inner thoughts. Mm. And like I, I'm working through difficulties around my mental processes, you know, that as I've discovered, like having ADHD, it makes a lot of sense and it gives me, now I feel like I'm opening to more t tools around that. But I, I thought like, okay, maybe this episode was really specific for Ivor, you know, for you and what you were going through. It didn't feel that way in receiving it, though, I think because it felt like it was, uh, I hear what you're saying that that other people may benefit from it. And I want to say, I did shortly after you released this and I listened to it, I did do this 30-day, like, practice with learning ukulele mm. and i i have to admit that i think i was partially inspired by the episode because oh, i thought i didn't like, expect that <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just yeah I, I mean just speaking honestly because it did so 
it it was a nuanced reaction because it did kind of light. There was a bit of a fire lit where I I realized like yes I do give my attention to things that I don't wish to. I do and it all the time. Sure, and it's like okay, there are some of these things I really can shift. I can shift, and I wanted to kind of teach myself that I wanted to experiment with commitment, which was our last topic as well. Mm. Like. And I had expressed in that episode we recorded that I really wanted to try learning an instrument. And so those things combined and me kind of feeling that fieriness, I did do this like 30-day thing. And it's extended beyond 30 days. So I still oh. am playing the ukulele. Not the fiddle as much, mm. but I, I want to. It's just, uh, it's a lot harder. It's a lot <laughs> and, harder. And it's it's hard to divide my time between those. But there were just certain things. I, I wanted to just say a few things like I want to go back to the work thing mm. because that was one of the biggest questions I had for you 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 mentioned that the sort of I think the motivation behind this was like making changes so that you can show up for your work like or the work or something like that you use that word and I think the work or our work is also like a very tricky thing in especially like in spiritual or wellness dialogue now because what are we talking about when we talk about work the work and then also like is it possible to like is there some value being put on being someone who is engaged with their work versus just being someone who's present to their life um so i wonder like if you wanted to talk about when you think about what emerged for you in that episode first of all who is sort of the kind of audience member you had in mind that might have gotten something out of it? The person who feels like they are meant to do something else, something other than what they are doing right now, yet they're sitting in front of Netflix saying, I'll do it tomorrow. Or, for example, we live in a society where a lot is possible for us. Or in a world where you, we're, we're blessed enough where a lot is possible for us. Um, where you do have a bit of resources to invest in. I guess uh, you have time to sit and practice the ukulele. Um, oh, yes. You can make I'm time. And, very privileged with yes. time compared to most people, I so think. So I guess the, the privilege among us who do have the time to invest in yourself. Mm. And, and you're not honest about what you're doing with that time. You're not appreciating that time. You're not appreciating that life force because essentially your time is your life force. You don't know how much you have. We'd like to think that it's as long as possible, but there's no guarantee that you will wake up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And just that effort of trying just a little bit so that you can go to bed going, I have tried mm -hmm. and resolve and saying tomorrow, I have tried. I'm not saying you need to spend everything on doing the work of discovering who you are or that thing that you feel like you want to do whether it be writing whether it be uh, an entrepreneur whether it be just whatever job capitalism has left you with or <laughs> the choices that we've made or been forced to make um in a hand that that's greater than our hand in terms of again capitalism not something spiritual just to know that do what you can where you can and you may find motivation peace, uh, happiness in knowing you've exerted that effort in trying. Mm. Instead of um, giving your money and your time and attention away to things that don't edify you. Not that everyone needs edification all the time. I do understand that. That's specific. I guess to put it in a long, to make a long story short, the person who's looking for self-edification, like mm -hmm. you can only find it in, I guess, yourself. You're not going to find it through, through Netflix. You're not going to find it through other people. What do you mean by self-edification? My understanding of edification. <laughs> let's, let's look up the definition so that I don't... I want to make sure I know what you're either. saying. Right. <laughs> I may have it wrong. One of those words that I'm like, do I... Yeah, improvement of your morality or your intellectuality. So this is where my thoughts are shifting a lot and mm. where the biggest shift for, for me and my perspective is when it comes to like to wellness and to what we're doing here and to like healing and uh, growth 
is I think that there's still so much individualism in the way that we talk about these things. Mm. And more and more, I, I am trying to shed that individualism. Because I think, and, I, and what I felt was that there was sort of a, that there might be sort of a, a separation in the, the lot, even in the idea of being kind to others, but hard on yourself mm. is kind of like this separation of like, like I am not other people. I am separate. And of course we have our own, you know, we have individual identities and egos. I also wondered if it's possible to be someone who's engaged in self-reflection or self-improvement. I think self-improvement doesn't really like speak to me. I don't like that language yeah, it's like, either, why do you actually. Have to improve? <laughs> but you know, self-reflection, self-understand or just understanding, uh, opening our minds, uh, healing. Is it possible to be engaged in those processes and also to engage in disassociation? At times, you know, whether that is scrolling Instagram or watching a TV show or even consuming substances at times. Like, mm. is that, are those things mutually exclusive? But to what end? Disassociate, fine. Use substances, fine. But where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? For you. So for you, what is the, what is the line? But, but that's the point is that people you engage in something, but you don't say, okay, I'm going to do it until here. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to get back to trying. I'm not saying you need to always, always, always be trying. That's probably more my personality type and my set of circumstances. Mm. I'm saying when you don't decide, then by nature of ourselves, mm -hmm. you're going to continue that disassociation. Until you feel like, oh, I haven't done anything with the day and now I'm tired. Mm. I think that may be closer to the crux of what I'm trying mm. to get at, I guess. Now that I'm verbalizing it this way, I think that where do you draw the line? Mm. When do you stop disassociating? That, that's just what I don't know. Is that a question people ask themselves? Yes, engage in it, sure. But at what point do you go, okay, now I need to, to write, even if I don't feel like it. Mm. Now I need to go meet a friend, even though I don't feel like it. I guess because these things are perhaps rooted in values that are important to you. Perhaps. Right? Like I think like maybe, because um, that was another question I wrote down was like, what are the values that influenced this, that, that influence your ideas about this? So what I'm hearing is, yeah, I hear, I'm hearing like for you, you don't want to regret how you sort of use, like how you moved through a day. How like, I use my or life. Or through a cycle or like through, you know, like you don't want to look back and because what you might experience then is a dissatisfaction or maybe grief. I, I felt also a big layer of grief at, uh, at the bottom of this, at the I core think of this. Part of it. I think grief, unexpressed grief is at the core of a lot of our dissociative behaviors, I think, including mine. I think like when I... Because I will notice, like, there are times when I'm scrolling and I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't, didn't even know I was doing that. And uh, when I deprive myself of that and I have to be then with my feelings, stuff comes up. For example, uh, in the artist's way, the chapter that I'm working through, one of the exercises for this week was called reading deprivation. And what she recommends is that for this week, you don't read things. And I, I also interpreted that as like watching things. And I also interpreted it You don't it consume, as, basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like you don't consume other people's work. As artists, we tend to distract ourselves by consuming other people's work <laughs> rather than creating our own. Ross Gay. <laughs> our own. I'm using air quotes because, of course, like, art is not your this own. This is a co-creative yeah. <laughs> process. But I, you know what happened is I was following this pretty, pretty diligently. Mm. I didn't read any of the books that I'm reading and I stopped listening to music in the mornings especially because for me music is also a, a dissociative mm. process it's one i love but i'm definitely dissociating when i listen lyrical music is extremely dissociative i will listen me. to the same song over and over again i'm the same yeah it's it's stim it's a stim for me it's stimulate it's like it but it, it's also very dissociating it is yeah i have a song that i've listened two thousand <laughs> times over and yes, over yes, and yes. over and over again <laughs> yeah so i didn't do that and I didn't read, like, sometimes I'll just even, like, mine my email inbox for things that I'm thinking about. Like, I'll search a keyword. That's, like, a huge, fun practice for me. But I didn't do any of that. 
and I wasn't reading other people's Instagram posts, but I have been posting a lot this week, but not reading other people's for the most part. And um, I was taking a shower a couple days ago, and uh, it was in the quiet, and I had had a quiet after, you know, day after work, got in the shower, and I felt this rage bubbling up in me. I was like so angry, and um, and it and it related to something that happened recently uh. where I was I was just I got really like in your feelings really in my feelings about something that happened recently and uh (laughs) that i had been mostly experiencing a sadness but there was anger at the bottom of it too and that all bubbled up and um it was so fascinating i so i noticed it and um i got out of the shower and then i did like a an energy practice that i like to do and i journaled after that and Mm. i and i realized that the anger was connected to this feeling of shame that I that wasn't mine, but I felt like it was like put onto me through this experience. And so I say all of that just to demonstrate how I do know very well that the kind of the deprivation to use Julia Cameron's words or the kind of drawing that line and not engaging in like sort of these consuming behaviors is really powerful and has been really powerful for me. Anytime I give myself quiet and I don't consume anything, like I don't consume media mm. and and I don't, uh, you know, like I sit with myself, these things come up. So that was where a piece of the the episode that really did resonate with me. I just felt that First of all, disassociation I don't think is inherently bad and substance use isn't inherently bad or more, you know, we shouldn't moralize it. I also think just the idea of work is like so troublesome now and that like, you know, we've talked before about laziness Mm. and how like laziness is a concept that was created by capitalism. It's like... I've never felt uh, lazy. Yeah. I felt disappointed in myself, but I never felt lazy because I know I'm not a lazy person. Mm, um, you are definitely not a lazy person. No, I can disassociate <laughs> to no end. <laughs> sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Can I give it? Can I give another piece of language around that? Sure. This is also from the artist way. So I'm only really enjoying this uh, program. She talks about artist brain activities, which to me feels sort of like what you're talking about around work. But it's like maybe for me, the word work is so heavy and so loaded. Like loaded. Thank you. Um, but like spending time. Not consuming, but but on what she calls artist brain activities can be a part, can allow us to listen. Uh, meaning you you paint or you scrub things, like cleaning. That's why you and I have talked about how, <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you've even said negative things about your cleaning. And I'm like, I don't think your cleaning is a bad thing. Even you brought it up as like an avoidance strategy. But I offer maybe like there's uh, some middle ground there where like if you are giving your energy to like cleaning some part of your home and you're just quiet with yourself with your thoughts Mm. you know then then you're listening and then stuff bubbles up like that's part of your creative process Mm. that has become more clear now that i've reduced my time of consumption Mm. so Mm -hmm. no netflix and if I watch something, it's only when I know it's going to be very good mm. and it will be one or two things. There's no like myriad of TV shows that I did before, uh, myriad of pop culture news. There's none of that that I used to engage in. And then I found that when I just, I don't, I'll, I'll put on my headphones, I'll put on some lo-fi beats. I don't know, you know that lo-fi thing? Yeah. And there's no lyrics. Yeah. And the consistency of a beat is good for the soul, I guess, mm-hmm. for me at least. And yeah, you start to think things. And I. it's also a practice of staying present because mm. I'm like, am I scrubbing or am I thinking about a past memory the whole time? Am I holding on to this memory or am I trying to process it? Like mm. all these like internal questions that, that come up. Sometimes not as, no, most of the time not as, as like I want to, but the practice is being aware of, oh, hey, this came up, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. And then also letting it go. And this came up or nothing came up. So yeah, you're, you're right. The, the cleaning, I've changed my thinking on that. That has mm-hmm. evolved, but only because I've tried to stop um, being distracted by yeah. 
corporations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's really important. So I, I totally agree. And I think, um, yeah, I think we're going to, I think we're, this is just going back to astrology again. Um, Pluto just entered Aquarius. So Aquarius, mm. we we often talk about just the exchange of ideas and the internet and like just our kind of like the connectivity of our minds and our ideas and like our paradigms mm. and Pluto moving through, you know, any sign is like going to, Gonna cause kind of fuck shit up, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's gonna like unearth all unearth all the the underworld material here. So I think that we are looking towards a, you know upcoming years where collectively we'll be thinking about this. And mm. I hope I hope transforming our relationship to technology and I think it's social time for media. I really yeah. think it's time. I mean, I I am very much like try to strive for neutrality around a lot of these issues, which yeah. is really hard. But I can see. Even just on a personal basis, like social media has great benefits for me, and it's and it has great um, drawbacks. Drawbacks, yeah. And and one of those is certainly like sucking up my time. And 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 uh, when I choose to give my attention to that, then that doesn't always result in the most kind of abundant, present experience, which is what I want. Mm. Some of the things that I wrote down in my journal before you came was prolonged disassociation ultimately blocks me from experiencing pleasure. So that is huge for me. And that is also neurologically true. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's like, yeah, I totally agreed with you in that sense that like, but to me it came down not to like work, but like pleasure that when I'm really disassociated and, and like, you know, I get stuck in that place. I'm not experiencing the kind of pleasure and and presence that I want, right? And disassociation often doesn't help me get to the expression of my feelings, which is ultimately what I desire and what I need, is the expression, like understanding and an expression of my feelings. Disassociation is not giving me that. Mm. It's giving me other things at times. But I certainly agree I don't want to be stuck in a disassociated state for a really long time yeah. because then then I'm frozen then I'm and, frozen and I get angry mm. when I get stuck in that state because it's so easy to get stuck in the state well tell me about the anger because that's what I felt from you in the episode was like this anger and I was curious about that it's so easy to disassociate because I think that because of capitalism this association has become a tool to keep us in capitalism Mm-mm. to keep us mm-hmm. in that cycle mm-hmm. and I know and understand that it's something that we it's difficult to escape because a lot of our lives our daily lives is this system mm-hmm. and when you disassociate I understand why I do it I understand why people do it at the end of the day you're just that cycle and I get angry when I feed into giving my life force my energy to someone else's profit margins okay uh, it's, mm. it's, it's, and, and I can't point it anywhere. I can't do anything about the bigger system. All I can do is be the little cog that says, no, no, no. I'm going to try my best to feel that whatever action that I'm doing is helping me is not escape that, but circumvent that in a little way where I, if, a, if for nothing else that I achieve, at least I know who I am. Mm-hmm. at least I know that I'm not afraid of death at least I know that I have tried at least I have stacks of journals to show that I engage in the act of writing every day mm-hmm. at least like things that I, I I don't like the word physical proof but yes let's say physical proof that I have tried artifacts artifacts yes mm-hmm. that I have tried and mm-hmm. that serves as a motivation saying you can do this it's like working out for me it's it's a a don't compromise on that Mm -hmm. because the value and the motivation is so intrinsic it's a self loop where I feel better in my body Mm -hmm. I I move better I feel a sense of confidence that which then translates into well if you can work that you can work your mind and if you work your mind you can sit down and you can think and you can write and I guess what I'm getting at is that work is what pleasure is for me. Okay. <laughs> you are a Virgo son. Yeah. <laughs> work is pleasure for me. I was thinking as you were talking, I was like, oh, I'm getting something. You and I are both um, 
mercurial people because you're a Gemini rising mm. and I'm a Virgo rising mm. and you're a Virgo sun. So you're like very this. <laughs> Mercury, very, very Mercury runs strong in you. So yeah. things related to the mind. I mean, obviously, like you, I think my understanding is you started this podcast because you wanted to talk about like what you were learning about neuroscience and about like I get probably neuroplasticity and yes, like very much change, change and working with the brain. Yes. That's like very interesting to you. And also you're a writer. Mm. I'm a writer too. Yeah. And I also tend to like live in the intellectual zone, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of pleasure out of that too. I think you like, are also very connected to the emotional heart zone more than I am. I have a lot of things in Pisces. There we yeah, go. It's like a lot of, yeah, I'm also very watery. Uh, you're, you're very fiery in a way that I'm not mm. like, and so there's something to, there's something that I do really value about like hearing you talk about your practices because what we share, I think is like our way of kind of navigating our experience mm. is very intellectual. <laughs> and Sometimes detrimental. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, but, but it's also okay. Like, yeah. um, more and more I'm learning to, I'm learning like to sort of appreciate not just neurodiversity, but just kind of like human diversity. And so there are some people who like us, I think that our starting place is this intellectual zone and that's a very generative space. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Um, but I, I do see you as a person who's really like in touch with your life force because of the choices that you make. Mm. Um, you really cultivate your energy. You say no to a lot of things, which is something I, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> we were very opposite that way. Strongly, Sometimes strongly I wish burning. I was more like you and then other times I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. But, um, but you, that's the thing. It's also where you find joy. Sure, yes. But, and delight. But more and more I realized, actually, you know, like writing the word deprivation was really interesting because now I feel like I'm going to go on this kind of journey um, maybe this week about what deprivation means. Like kind of self-deprivation, you know, like depri because depriving myself of content this week was really, really effective and interesting. So I'm like, and, and also... There, there's also evidence that like there's a term for this and I can't remember, but depriving yourself of social media and consuming in the early morning hours can help with like addictive social media behaviors yeah. um, and things like that. So I'm, I'm finding, I'm curious about that and to explore that more. I'm also finding that as usual, even though our words seem to land on distant shores, that they're actually like we're in the same boat and we are Just, so aligned. Yeah, in our I think so. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin, yeah. I think. <laughs> So I'm laughing at that. We're two horns on the same goat. <laughs> Can we make more analogies yes, here? Yes. yes. And also, I'm a kind of person who I also take pleasure in work. I Like, you I, I want to be really useful do. and I want to be like, uh, I want to be effective. And I don't like feeling like I quote unquote wasted time. But I recognize that not everyone has that same relationship to that word or even to the idea of work. So I'm curious, like as an ending here, mm. um, one of the things that I felt was sort of missing or that I that I wanted to infuse into your episode was okay so then what like what are some what are some ways to uh, to infuse our experience with presence like to experience presence in the moment to experience pleasure in in our daily lives ooh this is a tough one I think the the feeling that comes to mind being in your body for someone that is so much in his mind mm. is feeling the heartbeat, feeling my movement through my home and mm -hmm. not just or through anywhere and not just always thinking about I need to go do this. I need to do that, you know, because mm -hmm. all I need is for like four, three, two, one. I'm like, is anyone really your friend? You know, it's like, <laughs> like, like these, these, these concepts, these ideas, these things of, of consumption that over years and years and years and years and our um, place in the world and where we belong, all these things that I think all of us do think about, like just in general, the human condition. Mm -hmm. And when you just notice your breath, you feel so at peace. Mm -hmm. When you, when you notice the silence, you f feel at peace. 
um, when you sometimes sometimes for some people for some yeah, some people it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I guess it's the the work makes me tired, mm. and I like that feeling of tiredness mm. of being able to wrap up the day knowing I've tried mm. because. Like I write in my journal every single day. I'm okay with not waking up tomorrow. If I do, if I'm lucky enough to wake up tomorrow, I'll try at something. Mm-hmm. I resolve to try at something. Whether it's writing, whether it's being present, whether it's showing kindness to my students or to someone else. Mm-hmm. There must be something in my life where I have tried. I th- And I think that goes harks back to my mom's lesson of try doesn't mean you you will succeed just try i think that's why uh intuitively i wanted to ask about your mom but i wasn't sure if that would be i wasn't sure about it yeah yeah, yeah. i was thinking about my mentor britain's some of her teachings and she talks about how like our what motivates us in our lives is often our parents strivings oh yeah and like how are we so how is how is what we find ourselves driven to do related to what our parents were striving for. And I felt the presence of your mom just in this conversation. Oh. <laughs> so it was really interesting. I was just like, this is this is like Ivor's mom this talking. Has to do with yeah. yeah. Or just or like I could feel your relationship for her. So how did how did you observe that in your mom? Like how did she kind of enact that or embody that? Just through her daily living of coming from where she came from achieving what she has by the mere force of try Mm. and where a lot of people would have given up Mm. she never gave up Mm. so I feel if ever I give up I feel like I'm letting her down so Mm. I guess I guess that comes from are there any moments where you felt like okay the narrative I'm putting on this is that I'm giving up but then you've been able to kind of soften that in a way that was helpful for you where instead you saw it not as giving up but as like something else a different kind of experience the the first thing that comes to mind is that when you show up for yourself you can show up for other people Mm. i think i think so because i think showing up for other people before yourself is detrimental to them and you Mm. because if someone sat down and asked you who are you? What can you do successfully? Can you answer that like honestly? Do you really do we really know who we are? Hmm. Not who other people think we are. Who are or you? Or like who are you and what lights you up? What lights you up? What like makes you, what makes you happy? Uh, delight or yeah. Yeah, or, or what's your biggest regret? Mm. We all have these things and sometimes people don't even know them. Mm. And how can you know someone else if you don't know yourself? I know that's such a an old adage and it may be a cliche but it's probably a cliche for a reason is that I guess trying to find, I hate the word find myself because you, you are, you find yourself where you are mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm figure out, I'm trying to figure out where I am. I wrote last year in my journal first, I don't know where this came from, but it was like something I wrote, like I'm taking up residence in my growth edges. And Ooh, <laughs> I like that. It like sticks with me. I hope that's my language and not someone else's. I think it is, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I definitely think we share this as a value. Like the idea that, like that's like what self improvement. What we mean by that is not like you have to improve yourself, but just that like life is exciting. I think for both of us because of this process of self discovery. I think that's also, again, the nature of how we are. We're very curious, Mm. um, curious people who want to know. We want to know the truth of things. And part of what we want to know is the truth of our existence and like the, like, um, I don't know, like the texture of what it means to like be Ivor, to be Mallory here in Seoul, in Korea at this time, you know, doing what we're doing. Mm. And for us as like maybe very earthy people, Mm. like, that takes the shape of like work and that makes sense for us that's a language we're like yeah the work the (laughs) work yeah let's do this (laughs) um i think for us for many people it might not it might work might not be the right word it might be like again presence like Mm. i was thinking 
you know. I was going to ask you what's like your with presents. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, well, lately it changes, but lately um, I'm trying to make more time to ferment stuff. It's something I used to do a lot. I used to regularly brew kombucha. I was making kombucha last year and unfortunately out of sight, out of mind, I forgot to feed my SCOBY. So Mm. it, it, molded mm. um so you need to i'm hoping to get another one um but i've been making like uh fruit sodas and i want i think spending more time in my kitchen on the food that i consume is really important it's so important so hard for me but it's hard for me when i'm making other choices and i need and i want to understand why i make those choices why am i watching this thing and not cooking my meal um and that's why i say the episode that you did was helpful for me for me because i think we share our language and also this version of me here and now this year is yeah. pretty fortified oh. and resourceful whereas i think like even a couple of years ago i might have listened and then kind of maybe entered a shame spiral like oh god what am i doing with my time why can't i stop watching this show or whatever it is um but i don't oh, know cookie, i understand you yeah. know like it's, yeah. it's hard and and uh sometimes we can get stuck in shame um and perhaps that's where it came from for me too is the shame mm-hmm. that i'm not using i know you don't like this like spending time you use it up because mm-hmm. i see time as your life force that's okay whatever you spend your time on is what you're spending your life for us all. Yeah, and attention. And attention. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess it comes like, yeah, you're watching political things that have nothing to do with you. Mm. What's the point? Mm. Like, why? Mm. <laughs> why are you doing that? So it, was, it was, you were having a very like, yeah, internal anger. experience. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I thought people could relate. <laughs> well, again, like I said, it's, it's not a, it's not an either or. Like, I definitely got something out of it, but I was also like, oh, I, w- I wouldn't want to recommend this to a to lot of people anyone, I know yeah. because I'm like, they, I don't know what state they're in and I don't know if they're if they're ready to receive the information in such a fiery manner and maybe that's also okay, you know? Like, mm. we don't always have to, again, whatever it was I wrote like about your language, like your language may cut like a sword or strike like lightning many times and, but... I, I still will always come down to this fact that I don't see what you like. I don't see your practices as being hard on yourself. I, I, <laughs> okay. Not necessarily. I mean, I know I know that you are like. Uh, for example, I really admire that you're able to get up so early and go to the gym. <sighs> Me too. I just can't. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if I don't see? do it, I will disassociate. Mm. if i don't start my morning so that's beautiful that's such beautiful commitment um and i okay i guess like hard there's a you set a boundary and you set an expectation and you meet it which is a really hard thing for most people to do and it's hard for you to do too it is i think if you ask anyone that does that nobody nobody wants to get up get up in the morning if you want to you are you are blessed beyond measure i think (laughs) but was Mm. i made to lay comfortably under covers. Was my body made for that? Did my mom suffer her entire life for me to go, oh yeah, this is nice and cozy? That, that's the questions I Ooh, asked that's myself. That's a lot. So that, that question really landed deep <laughs> I'm in so my sorry, pit, but like, so I can't answer that. <laughs> but I was like, But Whoo. those are the questions that I asked. Did she sure. sacrifice her life for me to sit here and go, yeah, I'm going to watch this Netflix show for three hours. Okay. But are you able to find middle ground? Like, that's my only question. Because I think I do admire your commitment to your values and to your to your body, to your health, and to your, your mother's legacy mm. and the legacy that you want to lead. Mm. And I think sometimes I wonder if the thing you do need is the rest and the, you know, like, are you able to balance these things? Mm, I don't think so. Mm. I, I don't think so. It's only when I'm forced to do it through illness, through like, mm. if I get sick, then, I, then I'm like, you've done it again. <laughs> 
You've done the same cycle again. You overwork yourself. Now for two weeks, you can't do anything. Me too, Ivor. It's not overworking though. It's just over engaging with other people. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, so you do it with other people. Yeah, I do it with like work. Like, yeah. Self improvement. I, I, okay. you, you, I'm just going to send you a screenshot of the very gentle message that you sent me. No. And I was like, I'm sick again. And you were like, hmm, dot, dot, dot. Something like dot, dot, dot. This seems to be a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> you get sick and then you uh i don't know what you you have lots of going on in your life and then you get sick again and that was like that was the entire message that is what i said i'm so sorry (laughs) oh my gosh it was so what i needed to hear i was like i was right i was right this is a pattern and it's because i'm over committing my time and my energy to other people and not giving myself what i need but the same is true for me for you (laughs) and see and this is what i'm getting at just to like really get to the fact that I was able to verbalize that is because I do it too, because yeah. I understand. <laughs> yeah. And by and I know we're all different. We all like to think we're individual and things. But we're really not that different. I don't think in we're... In what sense? In, in, in the sense that <clears throat> if I experience an emotion, mm-hmm. it does not mean it's unique to me. And I'm not special in being lonely or angry or in love or obsessed I'm not everyone feels that Mm. and by that measure of being human Mm. we can connect to other people Mm. and so when you figure yourself out you are better able to provide help for other people totally yeah I totally agree I hope that for both of us then um, we both continue to have that attention and awareness of of our own patterns mm. and maybe bring balance in in terms of the things that are maybe for you i think in both cases it sounds like we both because we are sort of like i think we're just driven by our devotion to things like i'm Ooh, thinking nice of word. the virgo-ness of both of us like we're driven to devote ourselves. And so whether that devotion is to our practices or our work or our relationships, we just want to show up in a way that's devoted. We both perhaps need to balance that devotion to these things and these other people with also the devotion to a body that needs rest, Mm. which of course is not necessarily like checking out and dissociating, Mm. but is like, true rest which is really hard to do true rest is hard to do it's being (laughs) bored and just being bored or like terrified i often feel terrified when i'm actually resting and i want to run away from it oh shit (laughs) i don't know because when you said terrified i thought about like perhaps my avoidance of disassociation is also my avoidance of grief Mm. but i I don't think it is because i write about it a lot Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah I don't write specifically about it, but it comes in. It always weaves itself through whatever I write. Yeah. So, and I just let it happen. Yeah. And uh, and it's not necessarily just about my mom, but it's heavily focused on that. So, yeah, the lesson is, I don't know if I grew with balance. Okay. Because I'm a Virgo. <laughs> and I don't balance things. <laughs> you, you must. <laughs> I know I must, but... What yeah. would you say instead of balance? I No, I don't even... I Personally, <laughs> I'm drifting away from balancing and I'm focusing on what do you want to be good at it and obsess with it. Okay. Because okay. the people who are great at something are obsessive over that thing. Mm. I guess, yeah. This is the cycle that you're in right now. I think so. <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to be great at? Writing? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think for a writer, I think most writers would say that that... That that's needed at times, like that, that that's kind of an all-consuming, can be an all-consuming process. Can't I have two bodies? <laughs> one that I can You have many bodies. And the other one that can work. Mm. And just like switch the brain. And like, okay, we're ready. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Like... No, I mean, I <laughs> often joke that I would love to be a vampire so that I could just live forever and do all the things I want to do. You, know? you want to live forever? Well, that's for another episode about okay. my deep, deep, seated fear of death okay. uh, like that's very real for me <laughs> i love how we're opposite very opposite in that i can't wait to clock out oh boy and you no, don't want to i clock don't relate out. to that at all i very much love aliveness and <laughs> no i mean like spirit i a lot of my my growth 
that's that's the growth edge for me and yeah. that's a place i'm trying to uh to be in is like that and and like uh you know ending my marriage recently mm. like or over the past couple of years was like an experiment in death you know so I'm, I'm working through it. Oh, I just wanted to share uh, practices, current practices around kind of present, being present and right. things like cooking, cooking my food and fermenting things mm. and dancing as well. Ooh. You were talking about moving your body. Yeah. I think like dancing is something that helps me like feel present. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the ginkgo trees. Mm. Like so being really aware of their growth cycle is everything for me. Um, just watching them uh green and then blossom uh, not blossom um, but change you know change color and then drop drop and dropping their fruit like they have this beautiful life cycle that is right in front of us i love just being with them and noticing what stage they're in yeah nature is an excellent reminder of presence yeah just our non kind of non-human like neighbors which is how i feel like non-human kin yeah and and um poetry Oh, those poetry. are big things for me now. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like, I like making a list of kind of words that are alive for me. So growth edges, mm. very alive in this conversation. Also deprivation, mm. just as a concept, very alive for me. I love deprivation because I think you kind of see where your limits are when you deprive yourself of mm. what you think you need, what mm. you've become habitual to need. Yeah, it's you really see parts of yourself that you don't know so it's quite mm. interesting maybe deprivation is something we can talk about next time yeah maybe um something that i'm now i'm now thinking about mm. this concept and this word and what it means for me so it's very stoic by the way yeah mm. very stoic <laughs> yeah okay i think that's a great way to wrap up our episode thank you so much for exploring that with me i really loved your take on like my episode or the thing not my episode the one that i just did by myself and uh yeah and i i think i i said things that i didn't think i i would say or think about so that's i like that you know i love that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. love it so thank you so much yeah and thank you for your uh, openness to yes. talk about it more and um i'm just laughing at how we <laughs> we how we move around this like ice rink of thoughts and always kind of end up dancing on the together. same ice rink yeah, <laughs> yeah i love it so, thank All you right. thank you everyone for listening <laughs> and uh we'll see you on the flip side bye bye